So we got the parashat Tetzaveh. So what parashat Tetzaveh is missing is the name of Moshe Rabbeinu. As we know, that from the time that Moshe Rabbeinu was born until the parashat Tetzaveh, his name is mentioned in every parashah, his honorable mention in every parashah. Plenty of times his name is mentioned. However, in this parashah, he is conspicuously missing. And of course, the hachamim give a remez, that parashat Tetzaveh will always fall out uh, the week of Zayin Adar, where Moshe Rabbeinu goes missing. So therefore, you can never forget his yard site. Just when you see that his, his name is missing in the parashah, you'll ask yourself, where is Moshe? So, oh, he must have passed away this week. That's why they didn't mention him. So it's to remind us that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, passes. That's why the Pasuk begins, Instead of saying, Moshe Rabbeinu Alav Shalom, as we know, prayed to go into Eretz Israel. He told God, Eberana means, I want to pass in, I want to go into Eretz Israel. Eberana, let me in. So God says, no problem. If you want Iberana, then I have to nullify another na. Because when you prayed for the Jewish people that I should save them from the golden calf, from the egel, so I told you I accept and I said selahna. Selahna means I forgive. So God says, listen, I can't give you two nas. You know, it's not the uman over here. You know, na nahman me uman. I can't give you two nas. I give you one. Either you take Iberana, but then you can't have Selahna. Or I'll give you Selahna, but you can't take Iberana. Why not? I, since when is there a quota on Naz? You know, as far as I'm concerned, you could have uh, as many Naz that you want. No customs on Na. So why can't Moshe Rabbeinu have Iberana and Selahna? Uh, no, God says, listen, pick your Na. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, well, listen, I don't want Kleiser to get destroyed, so take the Salahna and pass. There's another Gemara regarding Moshe Rabbeinu that also needs you know, analysis. You remember the story when Moshe Rabbeinu goes to Korah, his cousin, they were first cousins. You can't believe they came from the same family, but they were first cousins. Sometimes they have that in one family, you know, one guy's, uh, one guy's one side, one guy's the other side. So they're fighting with each other. And th- actually, they weren't fighting. Moshe wasn't fighting. Korah was fighting. It was a one-way fight. And he comes along and says, hey, listen, you're a nepotist. You know, you took the leadership and you gave your brother Aaron the Kehuna. I want to be a Kohen. Well, well, you skipped over me. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, hey, Rav Lachem ben Levi, which means uh, Korah. Enough, you're a Levi. Be happy that you're a Levi. What are you, what are you trying to hog up the uh, Kehuna now? You have enough. Oh, so what happened? When Moshe Rabbeinu prayed to go into Eretz Israel, 
So what does God tell Moshe Rabbeinu? Rav Lach. So the Gemara says, hey, what goes around comes around. You told Korach Rav. Rav Lachem Menei Levi. Berav Biser. Berav Bisruhu. And I asked a simple question. <laughs> By the way, that was nice. He was being nice to Korah. He should have told Korah, you're He was very cordial, I think, to Korah. By telling him, Rav Lachem Menei Levi, he's just telling him, you know, be happy. So God says, oh, you told Korah, Rav, it's going to come back to haunt you. Rav Lach. Why should he get punished? He told Korah something that was, uh, Korah deserved to hear much worse. Levantem et I'd like to tell you another midrash. I'm going to tell you three midrashim here, which I told you two already. I'm going to give you one more. And then with one answer, all the questions that I'm going to tell you are going to disappear. Even Houdini can't do this trick. The midrash says that when Moshe Rabbeinu was about to pass away, the Sammechmem, that's the Satan, he was rejoicing. He was all happy. So he goes to the angel called Michael, Malach Michael, in the heavens. And he tells the angel of Michael, he says, that's it. He says, you're out of business. He says, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die now. That's it, you're, uh, you're over. So uh, Michael comes along and he tells the Samichmem, you know, don't rejoice so much. Don't rejoice so much, my enemy, you Samechmem. Even though I have taken a fall from the death of Moshe, So, I'm not out of business yet. There's still, there's still Yoshua. This Midrash needs, uh, needs analysis. Why is the Satan, well, I'm not, I'm not questioning why the Satan is happy that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die. The Satan, you know, whenever a tzaddik dies, I'm sure the Satan is happy. But what is he picking on the angel Michael for? And all the angels in the heaven, he goes to Michael and says, oh, Michael, that's it. You're, uh, you're doomed. And what does he answer back, Michael? Michael's answer is shocking. He says, I'm not worried. Although we lost Moshe, we have Yoshua. Could you compare Yoshua to Moshe? Moshe Rabbeinu, was, his face glowed like the sun. Yoshua glowed like the moon. Lokam Naviki Moshe. Exactly. Bechol beti ne'emanu. Panim el panim. So therefore, Michael comes along and says, All right, listen. What do you mean? That's a consolation against the death of Moshe Rabbeinu? I mean, Yoshua is a tzaddik, don't get me wrong. But seemingly, he doesn't answer the Satan. The Satan saying... Moshe is gone. Kamti. Kamti be, be Yoshua. Huh? Each generation. Each generation. Okay. Yeah, obviously, we got it. We'll, 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 we'll have to answer it. So, Rabotai, we'd like to explain this according to a great rabbi called Rabbi Eliyahu Kohen Meizmir. The Baal Me'il Tzedakah. The Baal Shevet Mutsar. The Baal Midrash HaIn Tamri. This actually is in the sefer that he wrote called Midrash Eliyahu. 
So he says like this. In the olden days, if you were a Kohen, so you didn't work. <coughs> they would work in the Beit HaMikdash, but they wouldn't work, meaning uh, in industry, to make a salary. So who supported the, uh, the Kohanim? The people. So this concept of having a tribe that devotes themselves to studying and is supported by the nation, it's an old custom. You know, it's not, uh, didn't start from Lakewood. Lakewood just expanded it to non-Kohanim. <laughs> but the concept, the concept always existed that uh, there was a certain group of people, men, that devoted themselves to God. And uh, the people had to, you know, support them to a certain degree. That's, that's, that's how it was. So what happens? What happens is what happens is that uh, they get 24 different gifts. They get, for example, if you have a, if you have a sheep, the first shearings, the shitagez, you give to the Kohen. If you have, let's say, an animal and you slaughter it, you have to give him some of the choice pieces of meat. Give it to the Kohen. If you're baking bread, you give him a piece of halah. So between all the entitlements that he gets, all the taxes, so he's able to make a parnasa. One of the things you have to give the Kohen is terumah. Terumah is a certain percentage of your product, of the yield. You have to give a percentage to the Kohen. And that terumah is Kodesh, by the way. Only Kohanim can eat it. And their families. And if you don't give the turumah, you're not allowed to eat your food. Fine. There's a big mahloket. What's the percentage you have to give the kohen? How much turumah? It's a mahloket between Tanakama and Betelel. Tanakama says you must give the kohen 2.5%. Betelel says 2%. Betelel is always lenient. You know, if you're a businessman, 2.5% or 2%, I mean, just look at the mortgage rates. You know, a 2.5% mortgage and a 2% mortgage is a lot of money. That's a half a point. You save a lot of money on your monthly mortgage. So therefore, it was lenient. But you don't got to give uh, 2.5%, 2%. But Tanakh Kamas says you got to give 2.5%. Betelel says he has a remez. How do you gonna remember 2%? Tiruma stands for Teremea. Teremea is 2 over 100. Two over 100 is 2%. Teremea, teruma. 150th is 2%. Fine. Now, incidentally, from the Torah law, you only have to give one piece to the Kohen. Torah does not give a shi'ur. It's the rabbis that came along and they discussed. Uh, and we know that the halakha follows betelel. That's an established principle in Gemara and Shas. Halakha ke betelel. So therefore, it's 2%. So what happens? The Midrash writes that just like this tiruma in, in the product, you have a big product, let's say, right? You take a little of the percentage out. That little that you take out is called tiruma. It's the choice. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the ikar. It's the, it's the primary of the food. It's the holy part. So too, when God creates the world, there's certain sadiqim that are called tirumatoshil ulam. They're the tiruma of the world. 
meaning they're the highest percentage of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, of the best of the best. So the Midrash writes, Moshe Rabbeinu Tirumatosh Olam. Unbelievable. Moshe Rabbeinu is called the Tirumah of the world. He is the, the fine of the fine, Kodesh. And by the way, there's a name is why Moshe Rabbeinu is called Tirumah, because Tirumah is actually the letters Torah Mem. Because he went up for 40 days to bring down the Torah. So therefore, it's a good nickname for Moshe. You know, want to call him? You want to call him Terumah? It's okay. Yeah, 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 I live. I live up to those letters. I went up to the Shammai for forty days. I brought down the Torah. Terumah, Torah Mem. That's the Balaturim says. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu Terumah Toshel Olam. So the Mefarshim say something incredible. If he's a Terumah of the world, how many years is the world going to exist? The maximum the world can exist is 6,000 years. That's it. 6,000 years, then it says game over. Finish, game over. Uh, we're at now 5780. So even if the world goes to the, to the end, it's maximum 220 years. The way the world looks now, it doesn't look like we're going to make it uh, you know, to, to, to the end. You know, the end looks very... Uh, very near. You know, we're running out of uh, tokens. But let's say we get to the end. But it's a I'm short amount. Masks. Running, running out of masks. <laughs> Which they said really is no help to wear a mask. Right. It's, it's, you have a big, big, bigger chance to get a disease if you wear the mask, they said. Anyway, they figured it out. There's a, I have a whole hoshbon on it because you touch it, you put it in your pocket, you put it back on, you wear it wrong. They have, they have, they have a reason why. Right. Uh, the uh, the mess. Okay. I will tell you, let's leave the coronavirus uh, jokes for later. It's not a joking man, it's a serious thing. Okay, so now the world will exist for 6,000 years. So if Moshe Rabbeinu is the Terumah of the world, so, and the Halakha follows Betelel. So it's basically 2% of 6,000. So 2% of 6,000, I'll tell you how you do that. 1% of 6,000 is 60. 2% of 6,000 is 120. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu lived 120 years. Because since he's Terumah Toshir Olam, and since Terumah is 2%, so therefore... They lived a, now that's a shame, because if the halakha would have been like the first rabbi, two and a half percent, so he would have lived 150. Exactly. So, you know, that's a, that's a shame that he lost 30 years as a result of this halakha. You know, so betelel, it's nice that we follow betelel to be lenient, but it's not a leniency when you're using it for Moshe's age. You know, it might be a leniency when it comes to taking a tax and giving it to the grant, so you, got, you, you saved a half a percent. But Moshe Rabbeinu was looking to save that half a percent. But as a result of it, the halakha follows, and the, the Zohar Kadosh explains why do we follow Betelel? Because Betelel is chesed. And since Betelel is chesed, kindness, we follow the, the lenient opinion. And therefore, listen, you live by the lenient opinion, you die by the lenient opinion. Literally. Moshe Rabbeinu dies by the lenient opinion because... It's 120. It's a very, very important yesod. Oh. You know, there's an old saying that says, whenever you have a mahlok amongst the 
say, Elu ve'elu devre Elohim hayim. That both opinions could coexist. Interesting. You know, the secular logic says one opinion is right and the other opinion is wrong. In Judaism, we don't believe that one is right and one is wrong. We believe one is the practice and the other one, it's true, but we can't put it into practice simultaneously with the other halakha, so therefore we leave it there, and, but it has application somewhere else. We don't, right, we don't discard the opinion. Both opinions are the word of a living God. So the Mepharshim ask, what do you mean? Here's a classic example. You know, this is the old story. One of the, uh, one of the rabbis uh, early on in the community, so uh, he got up and he said, you know, in the Megillah it says, Mehodu v'ad kush, Hashverosh had, you know, sovereignty from Hodu v'ad kush. And the Gemara says, we have a mahloket of the location of Hodu v'ad kush. One says Hodu and kush were next to each other. And one says Hodu was on one side of the world and kush was on the other. Uh, so therefore, and he had everything in between. So the rabbi came along and he said, you see over here, one rabbi was right and one rabbi was wrong. You know, I want to show that. You see that they're arguing on a, a reality over here. Uh, look, look at the map. What, what does the map say? Get, 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 get the map and you see where Hodu and Kush is. So it's about local, what it is. And from there, when, once he started to talk like that, they started to sniff that uh, he's, uh, you know, he fell asleep at the wheel. He's veering to the left. And... Uh, that was already the beginning of the. Uh, so he asked me a question. So, but Rabbi, maybe he's right. How do you reconcile? Was Hodu and Kush are they next to each other or are they on the other side of the world? So the explanation is very simple. They're both right. Hodu and Kush were next to each other like this. However, if you look this way, <laughs> you know it all depends how you look at it. So now, one rabbi looked at it that they were close like this. And one rabbi looked at it from one side to the other. What's the, what's, the, what's the logical why they would look at it? Because what's the purpose of the pasuk? If the pasuk is coming to tell us geographically how much real estate Hashvidosh owned, so then he's looking at it like this. You start from Hodu, go around the globe, and go all the, that's geographical. But if you're looking to teach me his hold, his power, so then the power is just like he had power on Hodu and Kush, which were next to each other, so too he had power even on the far off Medinot that were on the other side. So therefore, there's no argument on the map where they were. The question is, what is the Megillah trying to convey? Is it trying to convey his geographical mass? Or is it to come and tell me his control? So if you tell me they were on the other side of the world, it's coming to tell me the geographical. Becoming them, they were close to each other, just like he had control over these two countries that were close to each other. His control was equal on Kola Medina. So there's no malokas. So there's always a way to reconcile the two opinions. But I would have a hard time reconciling the Tiruma opinion because it's two and a half percent or it's two percent. It's a different mortgage rate. You know, how do you pay? How do you pay both rates? 
So you say, one's a 30-year mortgage, one's a 15. That's one way to get out of it. No, the answer is like this. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu is emet. Last week we gave a whole derash about emet, if you remember, the number nine, the number six. It was uh, well-received by our members. So anything that Moshe Rabbeinu says is emet. What did Moshe Rabbeinu say before he dies? He says, he says, Rabotai, I see already what's going to happen in the future. Ki moti, after I die, ki the Jewish people are going to fall into uh, uh, destruction, spiritual destruction. Again, after my death, I am sorry to tell you, Rabotai, that did not happen. Moshe Rabbeinu died. Yeshua, his student, took over. As a matter of fact, in the book of Yeshua, it says at the end of the book, all the years that Yeshua ruled the nation, B'nai Israel served God. When did they start to perish and, 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 and uh, fall apart? They started to fall apart after Yeshua died. That's already in the book of the book of Shofetim. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu mean when he says, It's not true, it didn't happen. It doesn't happen until after Yeshua. So I want to tell you a big secret, Abotai. The first Mishnah Pirkei Avot. Moshe Kibel Torah Messinai. So the Arizal makes the following observation. Why doesn't it say, Moshe kibel Torah Messinai, Yoshua kibel Moshe? Use the same uh, terminology. Says, no, Moshe kibel. And then, Umesara. Why change the language? So Arizal says, Moshe Rabbeinu's head was a big head. And therefore, Bore Olam was able to fill it up. Like you pour wine into a cup. It was easy. Moshe Rabbeinu the Torah. Emptied it into Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Kibel Torah. Kibel was a mekabel, klikibun. It's like you take, the guy's pouring wine. You take your cup. Pour, pour, pour. Don't worry, keep on pouring. It's like Baba Sali, doesn't end. Keep on pouring. Moshe Kibel Torah, Messina. Now he has all the Torah in his head. Yeshua doesn't have the head of Moshe Rabbeinu. For Moshe to get this into Yeshua, he had to, to push it in. It's like you give a kid medicine. You know, the kid, you have to take the spoon, you have to hold his mouth open, you have to stick it in there, so he didn't spit it out. To get it into Yeshua was not an easy thing. Because Yeshua is not Moshe. Yeshua said, Wow. 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 Okay. In Kabbalah Nekabel. Rabotai. So you see over here, Baruch Abba'in. So you see over here that to give the Torah to Yeshua, Moshe Rabbeinu needed to. Uh, it was Bekoa. It wasn't, it wasn't an easy job. It's almost as if you're trying to fit. You know, 10 pounds into a five pound bag. You have to, you got to stuff it in there. So what did he do? Moshe Rabbeinu, if you remember, when he uh, is giving the 
לברכת יהושע, פסוק says, ונתת מהודך עליו. When Yeshua took over, what did Moshe Rabbeinu do? He put his hands on Yeshua and he put from his glory onto Yeshua. It's very interesting. I would have said, he put a hand on his head and say, yeah, good luck, you're going to give him a semicha. No, he actually had to give from himself to Yeshua. So the Mekubalim write that actually Yeshua was an extension of Moshe Rabbeinu. That when you see Yeshua, Yeshua actually was the extended play of the life of Moshe. How many years did Moshe Rabbeinu live? 120. How many years did Yeshua live after Moshe? 30. That's the 2.5%. The 2.5% came true. Not in Moshe, but it came true in his student. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu meant when he said that after my demise the Jewish people will fall into Abu Dazara. Moshe doesn't demise until Yeshua passes. Because he was the extension. And that's what it means in the Pasuk when it says, Ki yadati, moti, ki The word ki is chaf yud. Chaf yud is 30. That 30 years after I pass away, Ki yadati, moti, ki that after 30 years, which means Moshe Rabbeinu knew that although the 2.5% did not happen to him, but combined with his life and Yeshua's life, they made the, the 150. Levante? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Based on this, we understand the Midrash. There's an angel in heaven. The angel is called Malach Michael. What is the job of Michael? Michael is called Sar Yisrael. Michael is called the, uh, the Sar of Yisrael, the, the general of Yisrael. And he's the advocate. They say in Shamayim, anytime the Samechmer prosecutes, Who's the defense lawyer? Michael. There's a court. Samech Mem comes in. We have claims against Klai Israel. But Allah says, okay, what's your claims? Satan, you know, he's like Haman. Yeshno Amechad, Mithuzar, and Furah, they talk. Lishna Bisha. So God says, okay, any, any, anybody have a defense? Michael gets up, yes, I have a defense. Michael, Akohen, Agadol, Sar, Vapotropos, and Israel. Michael the Kohen Gadol is the Sar Apotropos. He is the defense. He's the advocate of Klai Yisrael. They call him Michael Sar Gadol. <clears throat> but the Mikubalim write that the advocate in heaven cannot defend until the advocate on earth defends. Which means there has to be what's called the hit'orerut melemata to activate the hit'orerut mele'ella. It always works like that. It's a mirror. But Olam says, you want, you want us to react in heaven, we're waiting for you to do something. Uh, for example, you want, God says, you want me to do charity to you? Do charity to yourself, then I'll do charity to you. You Do kindness to yourself, then I'll do... The Baal Shem Tov said, God is a mirror. Hashem silicha, God is my shadow. 
He follows whatever we do. So God says, you want Michael to defend? You defend yourselves. Who is the greatest defender of Kla Yisrael? Moshe Rabbeinu. And nobody defends like Moshe Rabbeinu. We did the worst crimes. Heta Eger. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Defend them. And if you don't defend them, erase me from the book. Wow, erase me from the book. Hear what's going on over here? Erase me from the book. If you're not going to uh, uh, forgive me. Then nobody defends like, like, like Moshe Rabbeinu. Oh. So what happens? It's a, it's a good, good, good uh, partnership. You have Moshe Rabbeinu on earth and Michael in the heaven. They're connected. Moshe starts on earth, Michael finishes the job in the heaven. Unbelievable. The Mekubalim say <coughs> that if you take Moshe Rabbeinu's name, Moshe is Mem Shin He. Michael Sar Hagadol. Because that's what he represents on earth. Michael Sar Hagadol. Not only that, but if you take the letter Mem of Moshe, spell Mem. How do you spell Mem? Mem Mem. So look at the, the second letter. The letter that you don't see. Because Michael you don't see either. So in Moshe there's a part of Moshe you don't see. That's the inner letters. So the first letter you don't see of Moshe is the Mem. Mem. Mem Mem. That's 40. Sheen, Yudnun. Yudnun is what? 60. 60 plus 40 is 100. He, He Aleph. That's the Aleph. The letters that you don't see in Moshe Rabbeinu's name is 101, which is exactly Matriyav Michael. Michael's 101. That's why you see people go up to the Sefer Torah and they donate 101. I mean, Raphael is much more. Raphael is like 236. But they, they found a cheap angel, 101. That's it. If they can find a cheaper one, they'll give, they'll give 52. Eliyahu is 52, for example. Malak Eliyahu. Eliyahu and Nabi, 52. They found one. Okay. Then you got the guys that give 26. They say, Shem Hashem. Don't be white. Give, 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 give uh, Michael. No, no, Shem Hashem. They keep on. Then they got high. High, 18. In fact, everybody's looking for a lower. You understand? Lower. Then you got the Matanat Yado guys. Matanat Yado. They don't want to say the donation in public. Okay. Any event, the point is, oh, so Moshe Rabbeinu is actually the, uh, the inside letters represent Michael. We pray to God. Harim is the forefathers. It says, Harim Harim. We called Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov, But where did my salvation come from? Me'ayin. What are the letters of Me'ayin? The Mem, the Aleph, and the Yud, and the Nun. Those are the inner letters of Moshe Rabbeinu. My salvation comes from where? Me'ayin. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. Me'ayin, Yavu Azri. From the letters that are Me'ayin. Which is really Michael. So therefore, the Satan was very happy when uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was going to die, because he told Michael, you're out of business. You're out of business now, because you can only, de- now I'm going to come into court, and you cannot open your mouth. That's what he tells the, uh, you understand? So what happens? So Michael comes along and says, ah, not so fast. Al tismihi o yavti li, ki nafalti kamti. 
he says, although I fell from the death of Moshe, kamti mi Yoshua. What do you mean to say? He says, Samechmeim, you don't understand. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't die. Yoshua is the extension of Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, I'm still fine. Although Yoshua is not as great as Moshe, but if he's the extension, and how do we know he was saying that? Because he said like this, Don't be happy, my enemy. Ki nafalti. It's true. Ki is 30. Moshe Rabbeinu lost those 30 years. They cut him on 30 years. Ki nafalti. But what? Kamti. Those 30 years will be come through Yoshua. So therefore, nothing to worry about. The 30 years will be made up. And therefore, at least for the next 30 years, I'm good. So I'll see you in 30 years. Then we'll have to deal with what happens after that. But at least Michael said, there's no imminent uh, problem now. We, we, could, we could settle this uh, <clears throat> immediately. We're fine. You understand what's going on in Mutai? He did a short in Arab Moshe Rabbeinu. That's your site week. It's not in the parasha. So anyway, oh, Now here's the issue. Here's the issue. So Mr. G, that's the way we explained it. So Michael comes along and he says, you know, uh, I'm not worried. Even though Moshe is not here to defend, but I have Yeshua because Yeshua is the extension of Moshe. So as long as Yeshua is around, I can defend Klaisil in heaven. So the Pasuk says, Al-Tismihi don't be happy, my enemy, meaning Samechmem. Ki nafalti. Ki is 30. Even though Moshe lost 30 years because of the 2% rule, but Kamti, Yoshua, will pick up those 30 years. So therefore, it's an extended play. Therefore, I'm okay. That's the way we explain the Midrash. <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu comes to God. And he tells God, after the Jewish people worship the Egil, God comes along and says, I'm going to destroy B'nai Yisrael. Why? Because that's Midat Adin. Midat Adin says you do the Egil, you get to be destroyed. So Moshe Rabbeinu comes to defend. What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? God, when you created the world, you didn't create the world in Deen. You created the world with Hesed. There has to be Hesed. If you're going to go with Deen... <clears throat> the world will not be able to exist. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu tell God? Selahna. God says, Selahna. What is this Selahna? I give you Selahna. They worship the Egil. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, we go with Hesed. You got to go with Hesed. So God says, okay. You're telling me we go with Hesed. Okay, go with Hesed. <clears throat> Beautiful, we go with Hesed. Moshe Rabbeinu, you sure you want Selahna? I'm sure. Very good, that's it. God says, Kedvarecha. Salahti Kedvarecha, Chesed. Now Moshe Rabbeinu is 120 years old. He comes to God, and what does he tell God? Ya'ber anna. I want to go into Eretz Yisrael. You want to go into Eretz Yisrael? But, but you, you're 120. No, 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 no. I want to go with the other rabbi that says 2.5%. I want to go with Midat Adin. I want to go with the, 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 the strict opinion. I want another 30 years. So Moriah loves the old. You can't pull the rope at two ends. If you're going to say Aberana, you can't go with Selahna. If you're going to say Selahna, you can't go with Aberana, which means you can't pull the rope both ends. Make up what you want. If you want Selahna, we go with the leading opinion 2%. 2% is 120. Now you're coming and tell me at 120, I want, I want another 30 years. Oh, so you want to go with the strict opinion, 2.5%. Good. But there's no Selahna then. Let's have the learning of the Midrash. 
there's no selah. I mean, you can't, you can't go both ways. You have to posik. Which way you want to go? You want to go with the lenient or the strict? When it came to the angel, you tell me, oh, I said, go lenient. Don't get lenient. Lenient is 2%. Now, when you get to 120 years, what do you say? I want more 30 more years. We want more 30 more years. That's deen. Okay, good. But go with deen. But there's no place there. Moshe Rabbeinu goes to, <coughs> you know what the, the, the holy books write? Kohanim are from Hesed. If you're a Kohen, the wiring of the Kohanim is Hesed. You'll never meet a Kohen that's not Hesed. All Hesed. They're all good guys, the Kohanim. That's why they bless us. If, you, if they weren't good guys, they could not get up there and hold their hands up there for 10 minutes when the Hazan singing song. And they do it sometimes on Kippur when they're fasting. Only a Kohen can do that. Put his hands up when he's fasting and bless. That's what we say in the Ashrah. That's the Urim Tumim is worn by Ish Hasidecha. Not only that, it says five students had Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai had five students. Rabbi Yohanan. Hamisha Talmidim Ayulo Rabbi Yohanan. And Afwayam Oneshibahan, he used to praise them. He would say, Rabbi El Azar, Bor Horkanos, Bor Sich, Enometabetipa. And he would say, Rabbi El Azar, Ben Arach, Kimayana, Mitkaber. And he would bless all of them. Rabbi Yoshua, Ashreyulato. And then it says, Rabbi Yosea Kohen, Hasid. Hasid, because he's a Kohen. We also say Kohen Hasid. It's Hasid. His wife from Hasid. Hasid Nashon Hasid. That's what Ramchal says. Hasid Nashon Hasid. That's what we call him Hasid. Hasid, because he's a man that is involved in Hasid. That's what Hasidim that was doing Hasid. If you go to the hospitals, all the Hasidim are there. They're running the all hospitals, giving food for. Why? Because they, they live up to their name. Hasidim, Hasid. Oh, but if you're a Levi. Levi is midat ad-din. Levi is. Levi is din. Levi is din. That's what it is. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. Oh. So now what happens? Moshe Rabbeinu comes along and uh, he says to, uh, he says to Korah, what I was fighting against him. Right? So he says, uh, listen, be happy, Levi. Be happy with what you are. So Levi said, I want to be a Kohen. Be happy, be happy with that Adin. Okay, well, I should be happy with that Adin. Okay, be happy with that Adin. So now all of a sudden, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu over there is saying, that Adin is fine. Now Moshe Rabbeinu comes in and says, Bore Olam, I want you to have mercy on me. I want to go into, I want to go to Eretz Yisrael. I want to go to Eretz Yisrael. So what does God say to Moshe Rabbeinu? Rav Lach. Which means, already you told, uh, you told Korah. So, so make up your mind. Now you want Hesed? You told Korah, Rav Lachem. Now you're coming to tell me, <laughs> you want to go into Israel. <coughs> Make up what side you want to go. Berab biser, berab bisruhu. Which means, again, you can't play it. You can't, exactly. It's good for the You can't play it both ways, Moshe uh, Rabbeinu. You're telling Korah, I'll be happy with, uh, 
And now you want chesed. Now you want to go the other way. So, that's the way that Kohen learns. Anyway, the point is, the point is, Moshe Rabbeinu is mentioned early on in the Torah. If you look in the beginning of the Torah, the Torah says, when God was angry in the generation of Noah, he said, that's it. There's nobody living anymore for 930 years. Those days are over. People living almost 1,000 years, it's not going to happen anymore. From now on, we're putting a cap. The cap is 120. Except for the Chinese, you get this lady, she's 187 years old, but every year they find some lady, the oldest lady in the world, she's 190 years old. Okay. Besides the exceptions that you have in China. But... Uh, Green tea. Every day green tea, and that's it. She lives a long life. Okay. But nonetheless, so the Pasuk writes, After all, human beings are flesh and blood. And his years will be 120. So the Gemara Holin says that if you take the word Bishagam, Bishagam is actually numerically equals 345. 345, which is the numerical value of Moshe. So actually the Torah tells us <coughs> early on, Bishagam, this person that's called Bishagam, he's going to live 120 years. Already the Torah writes that in the beginning. Bishagam Ubazar. Wow, so the fact that Moshe was level 120 is written way before he was even born. The Torah is hinting to us. Beshagam, Gematria Moshe. Oh, so listen to this. Moshe Rabbeinu comes along after the Jewish people worship the Egil. And what does God say? God comes along and says, I'm destroying B'nai Israel. I'm destroying them. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Are you destroying them? Why are you destroying them? Midat Adin. Oh, Midat Adin? Beautiful. Moshe Rabbeinu, I love Midat Adin. Midat Adin, I live another 30 years. Midat Adin is 2.5% of the world. You want to go Midat Adin? God, if you're going to go with Midat Adin, Meheni nam sifrecha ashir katafta from which you wrote in Sifr Bereshit. Beshagam hu basar. You said Beshagam hu basar, bayu yamave, meave sim shana. Now you want to go with that tadin. That's why it says, Misifrecha ashir katafta. Because who wrote Sifr Bereshit? God wrote Sifr Bereshit. That was before Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu started Sifr Shemot. Meheni nam sifrecha ashir katafta. You wrote Sifr Bereshit. I wasn't around for Sifr Bereshit. You wrote Sifr Bereshit. So therefore, erase Bishagam. I got a copy of the book. It says Bishagam Ubasar, and they told me that's you, by the way. You see, Bishagam, that's you, Moshe. Oh, that's me. Oh, hey, Gematri, I'm not sure. That's right. It says over 120. Oh, why? I said, oh, I said, okay, I accept. Also, God comes along and says, Midat Adin, destroy Kaisel. I destroy Kaisel. Midat Adin? Erase Bishagam over there. So, was okay, leave it. We keep Bishagam. <laughs> keep the Meshagam and we'll keep the Chesed. So we should have been negotiated over here in a genius way. Wow. A genius way. 
Yeah, it's going, everyone's negotiating both ways. They're playing this. They're playing this Tiruma puzzle over here. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a novel way of uh, of understanding. But nonetheless, Moshe Rabbeinu is missing from this week's parasha. They say Mesifrecha, Mesifrecha is Otiyot Mesifrecha from the twentieth parasha. The twentieth parasha is Tetzaveh. So therefore, that's why they took him out of this. That's how you learn like that. Mesifrecha, Mesifrecha. However. Could we have a parasha without Moshe Rabbeinu? We cannot have a parasha without Moshe Rabbeinu. We cannot go one parasha without Moshe Rabbeinu. We will not tolerate it. So, he is mentioned, if you go to the end of the parasha, Rabotai, at the end of Tetzaveh, you see something beautiful. At the end of Tetzaveh, there's a little line over there. I'm going to read it to you. In this homash, it says... Lidorotechem Kodesh Kadashim Hu Lahashem. Pe pe pe. Pe 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 means it's over. The end. That's why we say the end. Kuf Aleph Pesukim. Michael Siman. They come and tell her, don't worry, don't worry. Although Moshe Rabbeinu's apparent name is not in the Perashah, but we had to give a remez. There's 101 Pesukim in the Perashah. Siman Michael. And that's the inner letters of Moshe. So actually this Perashah has the essence of Moshe Rabbeinu. The essence of the person is the inner letters of his name. That's the Neshama of the name. The Neshama is the inside. So therefore Moshe Rabbeinu says... Although you erase you, God says, I haven't erased you. I can't erase you. I cannot go one parasha without mentioning you. And now, you know what? The people will think he's missing. But if you're willing to count the Pesukim in the parasha, he says, I don't believe it. And the Siman is going to be Bedavka Michael. We conclude. We conclude with the following, which is what's said by the Yonatan Ivishitz in the Baal Yarot Evash. The Valiyaru Devas says something incredible. He says, Haman did his lottery. And the lottery came out in the month of Adar. And he was all happy. You know, Haman had the Yortzite calendar. He got it from, uh, you know, from Ezra Torah. They sent him the calendar, Ezra's Torah. And it has all the, uh, the Yortzites over there. And he saw, oh, Zayin Adar, you know, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. So he said, beautiful. He was happy. Because his lottery fell out on the 13th of Adar, which is still within the seven days of uh, Avilut of Moshe Rabbeinu. So he's okay. Even though he didn't know him except the Yom Kikudo that we get up on the seventh, but okay, he didn't know that Adaka. But he, 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 he told him this within the seven days, no problem. But what did they say? <laughs> what he didn't know is that Moshe Rabbeinu was born on, uh, on Zayin Adar. And the question of the Yarot Evash is, who cares if he was born? When a person is born, that's no accomplishment. I mean, everybody knows the Yort site of the Tzadikim. Why don't they know the birthday of the Tzadikim? Because when they were born, they weren't a Tzadik. You understand my point? Which means, when the Rabban was born... Nobody, oh, here he is, he's here. The Rabbam is here. Rabbotai, don't forget, there's a great day, there's a birthday. Nobody knows the birthday. After 100 years, it's, oh, this is the Rabbam. So everybody remembers the death because they know who he was. But on the day he was born, he wasn't born the Rabbam. So therefore, why is the birth of Moshe a significant day? 
you're right, Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm not saying, on the day he was born, he was Sadiq Yisod Olam, his face clothed, he was born Mahul, but he's not Moshe Rabbeinu on that day. Moshe Rabbeinu was not until, he was still a baby at the nurse. I know his Neshama was high, but Moshe Rabbeinu, he wasn't born the Navi. So therefore, what, what is the claim that they have against Haman? They say, ah, you tipesh Haman. You didn't know that Moshe Rabbeinu was born in this uh, month. And not only that, but the language of the Gemara is, yada Haman, shebechodesh Adar met Moshe, velo yada shebezayin Adar, nolad Moshe. But he didn't know that Moshe Rabbeinu was born. So Yonatan Abish says it should be the opposite. It should say, Lo yada shebechodesh Adar nolad. Rak yada shemet. But he was born first and then he died. But it puts in the Gemara's language, He samach shemet velo yada shenolad. It puts like his birth after. Anyway, it was like Hadush. He said, every Tamil Hakam of every single generation has the Nitzotz of Moshe Rabbeinu inside of him. Because now you can ask a question. Okay, Yoshua got the 30 years. What happens after Yoshua? Michael's still in heavens. Who's defending? So Morei Olam says, the Nitzotz of Moshe Rabbeinu goes into every tzaddik. Every Tamil Hakam is the Hitpashtut of Moshe Rabbeinu. So when a tzaddik gets up and defends Klai Yisrael, they become partners with Michael Saragadol. That's what the Gemara says many times when a rabbi says a good line. They say, Moshe Shapir Ka'amart. Moshe Shapir Ka'amart. His name is Abaye. They call him Moshe. That, that's coming from the Nitzotz of Moshe Rabbeinu in you. Every tzaddik has a of Moshe. That's a big hadush. Oh. So that's what Haman didn't know. Haman knew Shebehodesh Adar met Moshe. But he didn't know that in the Hodesh Shemet, Nolad, after he died, he's born into the other tzaddikim. Moshe Rabbeinu is born after he dies. He knew his birthday. He also knew, yeah, but he had, he had both calendars. He had the birthday, the day, he had a social security number, everything. But he didn't know that the Hitpashtut of Moshe continues. He thought once he dies, but lo yadash bezayin adar met ubezayin adar nolad aharesh met because Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama transcends all the generations in the future, and therefore in his generation who was Moshe Mordechai, as Arizal says, Mordechai carried the neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu. So he didn't even know you. You're up against the same Moshe. Not only did he die, he's alive. You're going against him. So therefore, Moshe, Haman made a tremendous, tremendous mis, miscalculation uh, when it came to this. And uh, that's our, uh, our obligation. To be militiyoshin on Kla Yisrael, bebechinat Moshe Rabbeinu. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu, he never spoke bad about the people. No matter what they did, Ahmad Baperetz, he stood in the front in order to breach the fence. When he came to Bnei Yisrael, he gave them rebuke. But when he came to God, 40 days and 40 nights, he's willing to take, ruin his own career for Klaisel. And when we do that, we activate Michael Siman. And that's why we always read these parashot before Purim to remind us that Pashtut of Moshe Rabbeinu and the connection to Michael Saragadol, Sar Ba'apotroposh Yisrael. Okay, Rabotai. The day is short. Yes, Rabotai.
שבת שלום. ברוך השם. שבת שלום. תורה ויעדים.